Hello, and welcome to the T-Set Better Health Podcast. This is your host, James Tyree, Senior Health Communication Consultant at T-Set. And I'm Dylan Jasna, a Health Communication Manager here at T-Set. I'm very happy to join you and our listeners today for another episode as 2022 draws to a close and a new year begins. I wish everyone a very happy and healthy 2023. What are you looking forward to, James? I tell you, good times with family and friends, and work at TSET should be pretty exciting too with growth of programs and staff. And personally, I always want to be healthy so I can enjoy work, play, and everything else to the fullest. So I would say I will recommit myself to healthy habits this year. And you, Dylan? I'm super excited for 2023. It's going to be my one-year anniversary here at TSET, and I'm just so excited to be a part of this team. We've got a lot of great stuff ahead for our Shape Your Future brand and our Healthy Youth Initiative brand, so I'm just, I'm really excited to see all the work that we've put in come to fruition this year. For a lot of Oklahomans, a healthier 2023 means quitting tobacco use and vaping for themselves and for people they care about, and that's what this episode is about taking down tobacco at any age. Any age is right on the money. And we do mean money because smoking, chewing, and vaping tobacco products cost Oklahomans billions of dollars each year in health care and loss of productivity costs. And we do mean any age because today we will hear and learn from staff with the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline and the American Cancer Society's Cancer Action Network who will tell us how we as individuals, and collectively as a state, can reduce the deadly impact of tobacco use. We'll also hear from two Oklahoma high school students who work with fellow teens to raise awareness about the harm of tobacco use, but especially vaping, and creating healthier environments at their schools. That's a great lineup. Let's begin with the longtime coordinator of the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline a foundational resource for Oklahomans who want to quit tobacco. Let's hear her name and how many years the helpline has played a critical part in our state's health. Paola Klein, and I am the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline Coordinator. Been here for a little over nine years. the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline has been around for 19, we're going on 20, and we've served over 400,000 individuals. The Helpline was one of the first programs that TSET funded and put out there, knowing that what tobacco does to our health and to our state was one of the first things we needed to combat, and it has come a super, super long way. In the almost 10 years that I have been here, I have watched it expand and grow. The Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline offers free coaching and nicotine replacement therapy, or NRT, to adults 18 and over who register. But beyond that, what has made this program so successful? We're starting to meet the tobacco user where they're at in their 
attempt at quitting, right? Do you want to, are you like gung-ho, ready to go? Or do you need to maybe just come in, have a little chat, or just get a little bit of NRT to get started and then come back later when you're like, oh, right, I got my two weeks. I'm ready to like talk to a coach and really do this. And that I think has been really helpful meeting tobacco users where they're at. We need to understand that not everyone's at the same place in their quit. And being able to do that, I think has really helped the program be successful. And most importantly, the those who use the helpline to be successful. Recently, the helpline had a limited time offer of eight weeks of free nicotine replacement therapy in November, in line with the Great American Smokeout. How successful was that campaign? The limited time offer deal that we just have, I don't have all that information right now, but I can tell you when we did that back in the spring into the early summer, we saw folks coming in, really capitalizing on this opportunity to to make a quit attempt when they didn't have to pay for eight weeks of nicotine replacement therapy. Overall registration went up by 31%. Yeah, that's huge. And another big number, I don't want to like bore you guys with statistics, was that for first time callers, so like people who have never ever called the helpline, we had a 35% increase of people capitalizing, taking advantage of this opportunity to quit by getting, getting coaching and getting eight weeks of NRT. So, you know, When I talk to people about, you know, NRT and the helpline and I, I, what I say is like, listen, if I had all the money in the world, I'd give you all the NRT I could until you could quit. The eight weeks of NRT is over. So why contact the helpline now or anytime? So I think a lot of tobacco users understand by now the health consequences of using commercial tobacco. One of the things that we need to also consider is why you might want to quit vaping as well. The health consequences are slowly, you know, coming, coming to fruition. We're learning more each day. However, why you should quit is really a personal thing, right? I often tell when I, in my previous, previous work, I would always tell my patients, you know, find that motivation wear it on your shoulders and it's kind of like you have the angel on one side and kind of the devil on the other side the devil being like that craving that you want to give into what is that angel on your one side saying to you how is it helping you stick to your quit attempt that's kind of the little imagery or analogy i like to use when i was helping folks uh quit tobacco what can we possibly look forward to at the helpline in 2023 And do you have a final word of encouragement for our listeners? And I'm really looking forward to hopefully in 2023 and into the uh, next fiscal year that we're going to have more live uh, texting opportunities where our folks will actually, you know, get to text live with with an individual, with a coach. and, And that's, again, people where they're at, right? And so that is something that we've been working really hard to get in place and offer to those trying to make a quit attempt. I want folks to always know and remember that you can use us more than once. I think oftentimes uh, participants either didn't get that information or don't think they can come back. You can come back. 
you can use the helpline twice in a 12 month period. So always call us, always go online or do what you need to do. And then the other thing that I, um, my other motto when it comes to quitting tobacco is never quit quitting. You never know when that quit attempt could be your last one. So don't give up. This is when it's good to be a quitter. Don't give up. Never quit quitting. The Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline is a tremendous resource for individual Oklahomans to quit tobacco and the toll it takes on their physical and financial health. But what efforts are happening at the wider state level in terms of advocacy? The American Cancer Society's Cancer Action Network is one agency leading that charge. And it's interesting to hear how they do that and what's in store for this year. I am Matt Glanville. I am the Oklahoma and Arkansas Government Relations Director for the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network. The American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network, or ACSCAN, is the advocacy arm of the American Cancer Society. And what that means is essentially that we are the lobbying wing of the organization. We lobby at the state, local, and federal level to reduce the burden of cancer, to reduce the burden of tobacco, and to increase access to care for all Oklahomans. What are a couple of examples of cancer prevention actions for which your agency advocated, and how did that go? Well, one of the things that we do across all states, and our data show this to be one of the most effective things in re reducing the toll of unnecessary death and disease um, due to tobacco is to advocate for increases in tobacco taxes. I think that's a, a really good example of uh, a major success that we've had in the state of Oklahoma in recent years with a dollar fifty increase in the tobacco tax that has been really effective in reducing the overall prevalence of tobacco use and specifically cigarette smoking in the state of Oklahoma. And I could also point to a couple ballot initiative successes that have been really effective in, uh, in Oklahoma, including the expansion of Medicaid, which um, opened the door to, to access to care for as many as 200,000 low-income Oklahomans. And in addition, um, state question 814 a couple of years ago that protected funding for the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust when the legislature was um, considering diverting it for other resources. So th those are a few examples of successes that we've had in, in uh, shaping legislation that can really save lives in, in the state of Oklahoma. That's great, Matt. So what is ACS CAN working on for 2023? Well, we will have a couple major initiatives that we're going to be working on in 2023. One of them is tobacco related. This is a perennial priority for ours, and we will be working to repeal uh, tobacco preemption in Oklahoma. Preemption is the passage of a law at the state level, which makes it illegal for lower levels of government, municipal governments, to enact stronger laws. So this is a tobacco industry tactic that removes a community's right to enact local smoke-free air laws, basically. Interesting. But why should we care about preemption? I mean, what effect does that have on any of us here in Oklahoma? 
Well, it, it prevents cities and towns from enacting uh, ordinances to ensure that they have 100% smoke-free places, workplaces, restaurants, bars. We believe at ACS CAN that all Oklahomans have a right to breathe clean, smoke-free air and to be safe from cancer-causing secondhand smoke. And uh, we certainly think that local communities are in a better place to be able to represent the uh, interests of their constituents in many cases. And, and we want to give them that ability to enact those ordinances to protect the citizens of the state of Oklahoma from secondhand smoke. On a personal level, why are you so involved in the Cancer Action Network? Why are you so committed to this work? Well, I think it's the sense of mission for one thing, generally speaking, and, and the, the fact that I get to get up every day and work on behalf of cancer survivors and their families in the state of Oklahoma, which is just highly motivating for me. As many of your listeners and you know, I'm sure we are a volunteer driven organization and I have the privilege of working closely with many of our volunteers who often happen to be cancer survivors and hearing their stories is very powerful and it's often our, our best tool in, in the realm of advocacy. It, it always lets uh, lawmakers know that, uh, that our patients are, are not just statistics. It gives them the opportunity to connect with people who make decisions that have powerful impacts on their day-to-day -day lives. So, so that's really what, what draws me to this agency and has, has kept me here. If others are inspired to join or assist in your agency's fight against cancer and harmful tobacco environments, how can they get involved? Sure. Well, I would just direct people to uh, fightcancer.org slash OK. And there are a number of ways there that you'd be able to get involved. You can volunteer with our organization. You can donate to our organization. In my opinion, one of the most effective ways that people can get involved with ACS CAN and further our mission is to share their story. There is an option there on the website uh, for people who want to do that. If they feel passionate about these issues, if they have a particular interest, we want to connect with them to make sure that their story and their message can be communicated with decision makers who have the ability to move the needle on these issues. Quitting tobacco and taking on the tobacco industry is not just for adults. Youth engagement is another key part in lowering tobacco use and its harmful effects here in Oklahoma. The TSET Healthy Youth Initiative is composed of youth-oriented wellness programs and campaigns. And two teens from Eastern Oklahoma spoke with us to explain how and why they are involved. Let's meet them. My name is Myra Amesqua. I am a sophomore and I go to Howe School. My name is Lacey Lehman and I'm a junior and I go to Keys High School. We often hear that vaping is all too common among Oklahoma youth, but what do you see and hear in your school and community? In my area, I think it's definitely around. Like I see it spreading real quick, not only through high schoolers, but through all the way down to fifth graders, I've heard of vaping. From my perspective, I see it as many kids want to do it to get that numb feeling, that head high, to get them to stop thinking about their problems or anything that they're going through. From my perspective, personally, I think it's mostly because of peer pressure and because it seems cool and everybody does it. So why wouldn't you want to do it is the main reason from my perspective and in my community. So you are involved in y'all which is Youth Action for Health Leadership and a part of the TSET Healthy Youth Initiative. 
within that group, what do you do to let classmates know, hey, this is not good for you? And how do you let adults know what's going on? I've done mostly partner presentations, which is where we present to people in the community, and it's usually counteract tobacco presentations. And I've also done a table at a basketball game to collect surveys to present to legislators. People are very responsive to it, and they do ask a lot of questions, and it's a lot of good questions, and I try to give my best answer. And you, Myra? So as a part of Counteract Tobacco, we collect surveys to learn what people think. We host events to educate the community, and we do presentations to organizations to educate them and try to get them to sign and support us. I think they're going pretty good. We've set up one time and we got quite a bit of results back and we got to educate them and let them know that it's out there and most likely gonna someday go it to their kids, hopefully not. Have your efforts sparked any change at your school? We haven't got to do like a policy change yet, but we have advocated for vape detectors in the bathroom. Not specifically through Counteract, but it has helped us. A, a bunch of y'all members have like went to our principal and was like, hey, this is a problem. And um, he did put vape detectors in the bathroom. So that's one thing that y'all, like the statistics from it kind of helped us with. But again, we're also not only working for policy change in our schools, but also working for policy change in our state as like state leaders and we're hoping to gather surveys and present it to state leaders in the future. And we're helping protect kids through all kinds of policies like retail licensing. Why did you decide to get involved in these particular anti-tobacco and vaping efforts? Personally, I decided to join y'all as a whole to make a difference in my community and my school and the state, just to make a difference on nicotine products and help people. And it's just an overall great organization to be a part of. I joined just to see what difference I can make and to further my public speaking skills. I mean, I'm talking to adults, which mostly I wouldn't talk to. I would just stick to kids that I talk to around my age, but it, I think it's helping. How do you personally feel or what do you think when you see someone you know vaping or smoking? I can't really judge because I don't really know what they're going through and why they're using it. But whatever they're using it for, I think they there is another solution than vaping. I'm just kind of saddened by it that they had to resort to vaping to solve their problems or help them think about things. And I just try to educate them on why it's bad also and talk to them and kind of try and help them. What advice would you give to parents and other adults when talking about vaping with a young one that they care about? I personally think that parents should let the, their kids know that it's out there and like the damages that it does to their lungs and let them know that they're there for them and that there's other solutions to make them happy or just to fulfill themselves. I completely agree with what Myra says. Just try to educate them and just don't be completely angry if it's a kid because sometimes they don't know any better. Just educate them on why it's bad and how harmful it is for their future. You are doing a lot of good for your peers, your schools, and your communities through your involvement with y'all. But how does the program benefit you and other members?
personally, I think just y'all is a great opportunity to further your future. It's great for college. It teaches you new skills for public speaking, like Myra says, and just how to talk to people in general. And also, it's just a very important program. We're advocating for kids who can't advocate for themselves and advocating for parents who have to deal with these vape products that their kids use. Personally, I really like y'all because it's, it stands for Youth Action for Health Leadership. And the thing that really stuck out to me is that like, it's really youth led. It's not like, like we have adults that are supporting us. And that's really like, I say like, it's not common around here anymore. Many adults don't support youth because we look at things from a different perspective. And it's great to have somebody standing behind you, like letting you know that you're doing great, that you're gonna make a difference, you know? That was a great interview with two very impressive high school students. I work with our health communication team and rescue agency on the TSET Healthy Youth Initiative. And I can tell you firsthand, there are many teenagers like Myra and Lacey who are doing amazing things to improve the health and well-being of their peers, schools, and communities. Vaping is a problem in Oklahoma, and students like these play an important part in turning things around. It really takes people of all ages to create healthier environments for ourselves, our families, and our communities. We want to thank our guests, Paula Klein of the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline, Matt Glanville of the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network, and students Myra Amescula and Lacey Lehman for sharing their insights with us. And as always, we very much appreciate you, our listeners. Remember that you can always find our full podcast archives, complete with transcripts, at oklahoma.gov forward slash tset forward slash podcast. And please follow TSET on social media at Oklahoma TSET to stay up to date. So until next time, I'm Dylan Jasna. And I am James Tyree, wishing you peace. And better health this new year.